0: Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast.
1: Hey everybody, it's Brent and Whitney with the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. For long-time listeners of the show, everyone realizes that we have long shows. We're passionate about the hobby, but Saturday night at the Louisville Arcade Expo in 2015... We set a record. We set a record, Brent. We did a little
2: bit of a different show format for this episode. We called it the BT Happy Hour, and we hit the alarm clock to time us at 60 minutes, and we actually came in just a little bit under that. Yes, we did set a record. Everyone
1: in the room was shocked.
2: Oh, they were they were shocked. I think I think everybody was having a really good time. The conversation was going good. We really just kind of uh, slummed in a hotel room, and we had to kind of make our mark and then roll on out of there, Brent, before we were tossed out because we were making some noise. We
1: were getting a little noisy. We <laughs> had yeah, the door uh, open. We, were... we had walk-in guests. It, it was a fun time.
2: It was a fun time. I would say probably at the max, how many people do you think we had in there, Brent? Like twelve or 13 something I'd say, like yeah, that. yeah, easily twelve or yeah, 13. twelve twelve or thirteen somewhere around in there, and some people were filtering in, filtering out, and it was it was nice. So. Everybody that made it there, let's let's run through a roster here real quick, Brent, just so that we've got everybody I, accounted for. I wasn't going
1: to do that for fear of leaving somebody out.
2: Okay, then why don't we not? <laughs> Maybe Every, it's just easier that we don't.
1: Everyone is introduced as yeah. they speak
2: or, or uh, as they walked in. As
1: they walked in, yeah. So, so I think we got everybody uh, think, covered. there. I think we'll catch everybody there. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: So for everybody that was there and took part, we appreciate it. But it was hey, a fun, it, fun show. If you want to throw yourself under the bus?
1: I just did. I have at it. I, I've already done go, it. Go th- no, okay. no, no, no. All I'm right.
2: stopping the bus before it hits. All me. right, awesome. Yeah. So
1: for everybody that joined, we thank you. Yeah. We appreciate all the listeners. Several folks, you know, in that group they, they had traveled into the show and yeah. or listeners of the show. Thank you. Yeah.
2: It was great. So without further ado, let's do B T Unplugged. Oh, are we yeah, streaming? Yeah, no, we are we are live. This is uncut. This is unplugged. <laughs> Welcome,
1: everybody, to the show. Thank you. I've got an escape route right in my hand. Yeah, so this the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast yes. on Saturday night, Saturday Louisville night. Arcade Expo. Yep, this is the BT Happy Hour. We finally made it. We
2: apologize for running a little bit late, but let's get a rousing, yeah!
1: Yeah! Right, we've
2: got a nice, we've got a nice hotel suite full. Of we're people so getting here.
1: kicked out of the suite.
2: Yeah, we've been very fortunate. We've got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We've got eight people here ready to sit down and talk about some games.
1: So Brent, we're we're so getting kicked out of this suite, all these all these rowdies. <laughs> yeah, if
2: we keep going, we will. It'll work out though. It'll work out.
1: Let's tell everybody who we've got. Yeah, let's, let's go. Let's go around the room. We'll start that? on my on my side. I've got Mr. Jeff Waldron. Say hello, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. And Chris, I yeah, just asked you, what was your last name again? Woodling. Chris Woodling. Now I met Chris a couple years ago, and I am I'm the reason for his addiction apparently because the first arcade he arcade game that he owned he purchased from me, and uh, that was a Crystal Castle. Say hello, Chris.
3: Hello. What's going on, party people? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and as usual, I mean, we, it's like we kind of can't shake her. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Sharon O'Shea. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that's Don't. that's harsh. That's
2: harsh.
1: Christy thought I was coming for her. <laughs> Christy was already red faced Go ahead, take yeah. on take off All right, over
2: there. Let's let's pass it around. So we have <laughs> the esteemed Mister Patrick Wall. Yes, Patrick's from the Game Room Junkies, and we also have Mister Sean O'Shea. Yes, <laughs> and we have his lovely wife Sharon O'Shea. Exactly. So oh, we've got we've got a nice little quaint room full of people. Oh, and of course tonight. we have.
0: Oh, it's Christy, but I'm just always here, so don't pay attention. <laughs>
2: <laughs> very fair, very fair. So, what do you guys think about the what do you guys think about the expo so far? Oh, it's been great. It's been.
3: A- <laughs> I'll have to say, well, being that I'm still kind of a noob to the arcade scene, I think there's been there's a lot of good games. A lot of games I've been wanting to play have been here, so I, I've been super pumped in the games here. So.
2: Have you played a lot, or you know, have have you made it over to the pinball side, or what?
3: Uh, well, see, I'm I'm kind of uh, slowly getting into the pinball side of things. I kind of like the like um you know like the early '80s Williams pinball games, but uh, I'm slowly getting into uh you know the different yeah. Williams games. So okay, but yeah, pinball is pretty new to me, but the arcade games are the uh, I don't know what really drives me to come out to these things, I guess. So, but. Now, now you were saying that you live down in Bowling Green, correct? I do, yeah, sure do. do. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, get it close? Okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, are
2: there any gaming expos down, down around Bowling Green where you're at? Uh, not you know, expos.
3: Down, well, down I mean, in Tennessee maybe? the best thing we have down there, there's an arcade called Game Galaxy and it's a oh, it's yeah, I've yeah, been Nashville, there a couple of times actually. And uh, I mean, they they have a lot they have well two different uh buildings and they have some great games on there. They have some like really rare games and uh they're all in pretty good condition. So, you know, we, you know, if I got extra time to spare and got an hour to drive for the day, I I'm always go down to Game Galaxy, so
2: yeah, I've been down right. there twice. Sorry, we were rearranging some of the furniture. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been down there twice. Right. Uh, I think the guy who runs that Dream TR on Clove, I mean, he has
3: got right. a fantastic collection. I yeah, mean, that, I that mean,
2: dude's got like hundred, like a couple hundred games. Yeah, and then I mean, some.
3: Well, I was shocked because, you know, he has his main building that he has for his collection. I thought that was it, but they uh, they recently had opened the thing in the mall. I guess the mall had a space open for them, and so they opened a space. And I mean, it's, like, filled with, like, you know, games like Food Fight... Uh I mean, just, like, crazy games you just – you don't ever see normally, you know. So yeah. – but, uh, yeah, the guy's got some incredible games, and they're all in, like, pretty good condition. So – Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but as far as down south, you know, like, south Kentucky, you know, Tennessee area, that's, like, the best thing we've got going down there. So yeah. – Yeah. But
2: uh, – it, It's so. fun. It's fun. It's, it's oh, a neat yeah.
3: place to travel. Right. There,
2: there's no doubt. So – Let's, let's think about this who gets the furthest distance award I think that's gonna be Sean and Sharon at this yeah. point in time yeah I, I so. still I still can't figure out why
1: they came all the way down here I mean God, they, God love them they God keeps, love them. they keep saying it's for us but I think it's so that they get to play around with the equipment and the microphones yeah. it's really for the games yeah, it's all
2: good it's all good man Sean's got good taste in beer man he he like a, he brought the barley the barley packs in in force I'll say that so so Sean how, how about it man has, has it been a good trip for you guys
4: I, we've been having a good time so I pretty much anywhere we go we'll find something fun to do so you know this was kind of our excuse to come down come hang out and you know we'll, we'll got a couple of days after the show to do some stuff in the area so it's always worth it
2: yeah so is this Cheryl's first time in Kentucky it is yeah. for both of us for both of you okay it's gotcha. state
4: number 25 out of 50 for both of us really so, uh, so and, and you're still wearing your shoes <laughs> I mean I know it's been cold but usually we're barefoot yeah <laughs>
2: I am barefoot.
4: What are you talking about? We, we walked outside in the 30s today, and we're like, "Wow, it's like nice out. I don't even have to put my big coat on." <laughs> Welcome to Kentucky. <laughs> that's that's how that's
2: how we roll. Now, see, and I am. I'm not wearing any shoes, so. <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys were able to make it out and everything. So, you know, when you when you look at the expos that you that you've been to, you, you look at having access to Fun Spot and everything like that. You know, how how does Louisville rate?
4: We've had a good time. I yeah. mean, it's. It's uh, smaller than some of the other... Sh- not that we've been to a ton of shows, because honestly, we haven't. Yeah. But, you know, uh, SFGE has mm-hmm. been our experience. We went to Houston Arcade Expo. Uh, okay. Last year? Yeah. We're down at, how was that? How uh, the land that? of uh, in the area, at least, of arcade repair tips. Awesome. And awesome. So we saw Jonathan and Tim yeah. and uh, and Pinball Expo. Yeah. Okay. But that's okay. We've been having a lot of fun. Yeah.
2: Well, it's, it's good to, I guess,
4: kind of, you know, put another
2: notch in the belt, so to speak, from the show circuit standpoint. So, yeah. How, how about you, Sharon?
0: Well, from what I noticed here, they have kind of convention people dress up mm-hmm. with an arcade and pinball so yeah. that's a mixture of it because I've been to just anime conventions where people dress up so it's nice to see there's a mashing of yeah. both here yeah. so that I liked yeah. yeah
2: well I'll tell you what the second furthest distance is our podcrasher uh, Mr. Patrick Wall so Patrick how about it man I mean you when, know, when
0: I
4: heard that half of the game room junkies were going to be here I
2: mean, all, <laughs> I mean the, man it's 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 awesome how that all worked out
5: Oh man, it's fun being here It was a long trip My first time to Kentucky Yeah, okay, cool, cool And it's really beautiful here, honestly
2: Well, it would be People <laughs> Yeah, yeah <laughs> You know, it. it's really, really pretty when all four seasons are, I, I guess, in force But this winter's just been, it's just been a little brutal So, right. you know, I, I think everybody's kind of catching us on on a bad turn, so to speak Normally, though, Kentucky's really, really nice Ooh, that, The snow's beautiful, dude uh, yeah, I guess I just get kind of tired of it, right? Yeah. Come on. I, I mean, I'm done with winter. We we could
4: have brought some down for you if that's what <laughs> you really wanted. We've had 11 feet so far this year. I yeah, mean, and yeah. I'm complaining about 20 that's inches. Great. Yeah, Sean was telling me he's like he's Seven.
2: yeah yeah he, he was telling me like 11 feet, and wow. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I've got nothing yeah. to complain about. You sure.
5: All right. Yeah. Well, all right. So let's let's talk. Let's not. We won't talk about the weather anymore. Yeah, excellent. That's, yeah, let's. I'm no. Sorry, I, my, that's my fault. Yeah, but I did have a question for the group. Yep. All right. So I know maybe, and maybe it's just I'm just not used to doing these things. Mm-hmm. I know that there's gaming etiquette when it comes to these shows about pinball machines where you don't oh, play a multiplayer geez. game. Here we go. You, you're not, you don't play four players yes. and play one ball and and walk away. You don't you don't punch up four players and play all four balls. Yes. Um, you generally play one game and look behind you to see if there's anybody behind you. I saw most people doing that, but Jeff, get on in here now. Yeah, yeah because because <laughs> I
2: I think Brent and I have seen Brent and I have seen this repeat itself over over the several
5: years of the expo. I'm kind of curious what you guys think. All
2: right. It seems to be a rampant problem.
5: So here's my question, though. Yeah. What's the rule on video games? Because I'm standing behind guys playing video games, and they're just punching up credit after credit after credit. Is it the same rule,
6: Jeff? It's supposed to be. There was a there's a Donkey Kong in there that somebody had set for uh, seven lives instead of the normal three or four. And a guy got in front of me on that, hit two players, and started playing 14 guys of Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, needless to say, I walked away from that one, but... Yeah, you you see that occasionally. For the most part, I think people are looking over. Seen a couple couple kids keep hitting start, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah I forgive it them. Me, it's the adults, so. I. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the adults. So, <laughs> the, the one that kills me is when somebody starts a game, whether it be two player, or four player, in pinball, whatever. And you play one guy and then walk away, and then you got to kill them off. Especially in pinball, it's bad because yeah. you get the ball save, and so you're really trying to kill off.
2: It takes twice.
6: As yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, kill off twenty balls before you can Talk start playing. <laughs> I'll just have to talk.
1: Whitney mic. needs to talk into the mic. Yeah.
6: He's not a professional.
2: I want to use a booming voice to get it across. How about
6: that? I think I can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> All right,
2: pass it around. Yep. Okay, so uh, coming up on the mic, we've got David Paul. So David, you've got you know you've got access to some to some pretty nice games, huh? No, I, I was I was going to. So um, I was going to re ask the question. So. So you've you've I was seen say, this. What ha- was the question
7: again? It, so this is good
2: ab- about, <laughs> about 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 etiquette at the expo. So I'm sure you've seen that happen, like at Flippers. I know you, I know you get to go there quite a bit. Do you see? I mean, do you see adults just like really crediting it up and and just really rolling it forward or what?
7: Not at Flippers. No. I mean, actually, one of the reasons why I like um, going to Flippers is because I never have to wait in any lines or anything like that. Yeah. So when I come to places like this. Um, More so, like, with the Southern Fried game room where they had, you know, different um, people talking, different conference, you know, different speakers constantly. I don't think I pretty much hardly ever played any games. This one I played maybe two or three pinballs. That was right in the very beginning, though, you know, before the crowds got there when I was setting up because I'm a vendor. But to be honest with you, what what I thought was really weird, and this is – maybe a little off the subject i've been to silver silver ball mm-hmm. uh, up in asbury park you know i've been to a lot of really big places around the country i have never played last action hero until today
8: <laughs> and
7: if, I, one of the guys in my league has one at his house and i've never been to his house but i mean there's not one at papa there's not one out in well there might be one out in vegas i don't know but at the time i didn't know it but I just thought that was so weird to play a game that I hadn't played before
5: here. But oh man, um, there are a couple of them here that I hadn't played Last Action here either. Yeah, and I hadn't played Who Done It before. Oh, Flippers and has one of those. That so was I've really that that's long. a really neat game. Yeah. yeah. So it was one thing Whitney had asked me
4: was you know uh, you know were we enjoying ourselves? How does it compare to Fun Spot and and Pinball Wizard? And as as spoiled as I am in New Hampshire. There's a bunch of things here I've never played before. Yeah. So yeah. there's Andromeda. Last action I did play one time at Pinball Expo, but that was the only other one I've seen. For all I know, it's the same machine. Uh, the Joust Pinball. Um, yeah, there was a, there's six, seven, eight, nine, ten pins and a, and a couple of arcades that I've never seen before. Well, so I've actually- that's exciting to be able to come to a show, even given what I've got at home, and still play things I've never seen before.
7: Yeah. I've actually been playing a lot of uh, console games at this cuz they have so many console games I've never seen and then actually I sort of had like a rediscovery of NES you know <laughs> Played been, my first Vectrex
2: today. Yeah. Oh, you did, you did get, oh, get to play Vectrex I was playing today. Playing nice. Like an hour the
7: other day. I was just... Yeah. Well, I know we've mentioned... I got one at home. I just I haven't set it up in 20 years, you know?
2: Yeah. Well, I know we've mentioned this on the live broadcast, but um, when this show started, uh, the, the console section was very, very small. It was just relegated to like a half of a room, a half of a bedroom from a size perspective. And the, the main game hall was very small, and it was split between pinball and vids, kind of 50-50. But the console... The console section is the part of the show that I think has grown the most over the past two to three years. And now they split it off with an international section and things like that. It just continues. It just continues to to go and go. And uh, a family member of mine and his brother, you know, kind of helped to to wrangle all that together and work with one of the organizers and bring that all in. And every year they talk about they're just going to pull more and more out of storage. I don't know when they're done because they have a lot more. They they have much deeper pockets they can go through. So I don't know.
7: I guess over the next couple of years we'll see even more. I saw something you talked about, the international section. I saw something funny today. There was a couple guys. They were all psyched because there was actually an open console. There was an open console. And, uh, (laughs) you know, they were were like, oh, man, I'm going to sit down. We're going to play head-to-head, you know. And I think it was just something simple like Pong or, you know, the Japanese version of Pong. And they're like, okay, let's start. And they're like, they're looking at the console and it's like, it's all written in japanese and there's like 20 <laughs> buttons yeah they no idea how to start the thing you know it's like, <laughs> it was sort of funny anyway
2: well i'm kind of curious so what, what games would you guys like to have seen here
1: that i, I well, always walk i around? had a comment on the etiquette thing okay no, all right i'm sorry so i'm with you patrick in that you know you come up or and you jeff you want if you're an individual one person one up and you play your game if you're there with someone else and you're both in line two player i mean even four player game because at the end of the day if i'm five back and you four together i've got to wait through a four player game or four one player games so i'm there what kind of burns me and i don't see it as much because i don't tend to play these games is is the continue games like the shmups and all that and it's like where where's the etiquette on that where's the where does that line fall? So, Chris, do you play any of those games? I know you're a little younger than I am. Well, actually, you're a lot younger than I am. So, <laughs> but that's that's more in your wheelhouse. Do you play any of those
3: games? Like NES games and stuff like that, or uh, arcade? Uh, oh, well, with the Turtle Simpsons. Uh, you know, yeah. see, I'm I'm not into those kind of games, honestly. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I've got I do. <laughs> I actually do own a uh, like a <laughs> I own a Golden Axe, but that's the only game I, that I own that I don't play, because I don't like games that are easy. I don't like games that are... Altered beast? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't like games that are just meant to, you know, what do you call them, like quarter muncher games, I guess. So, I don't know. I, I guess I guess for me personally, I like games that are, like, deep, have a lot of thinking, have a lot of time to them, and uh, I don't know. To me, that's just what allures me to it, you know, something that is really a legitimate challenge, you know, so... But... We went up. Um, I'm here with a couple guys from back home,
6: and we went up to play one of the four player 'em up games. It was the one right behind your booth. And um, we're, there was. Is that. Yeah, okay. That no, was a crime. Yeah, speak, crime c- speaking of the mic. It was a, oh, <laughs> I,
1: I just got called out. I just got called out. Uh. Speaking of the mic. <laughs> was it. Crime? I think it's Crime City.
6: Yeah. So. Something like that. Okay. No, it was a four-player, and and uh, we went up to play it, and there were, there were a couple of girls playing it, so we we're standing back waiting, and and they walked away from it, and we looked, and uh, all four players were already started in the game, and so we're like, okay, let's kill let's kill them off real quick so we can play a game. Um, started trying to figure out where where's the health meters, whatever. Well, there's some numbers, the score, and then some bigger numbers that happened to be their their time that was bought in. And um, they were all at eight thousand something, and man, and, oh and I just hit the credit button just to see how many it was. And it's a hundred. Wow! <laughs> so and they were like on level four, so we just walked away. And so <laughs> and, and there. Were, oh, and by the way, the power switch was missing. There was a hole in the top where the power switch goes. So we uh. just walked away from that one, but it was just really funny.
1: So, no resetting. Now, Whitney, I'm sorry I interrupted you as I often do. What, what were you going to ask? No, I was just kind of curious. I
2: mean, you guys have been to, you know, several expos and have seen, you know, how, how they're organized and, and how they're run. I mean, what, what, what games have you been looking for that you just don't find at expos? I'm kind of curious about that. You know, this one this one inclusive. I have my own. I'll, I'll go through it at the very end. But I've always wondered, you know, what other people are looking for but never find.
4: Why didn't Brent bring us back to the future pin? I mean, come on. <laughs>
1: Well, I was asked about that Back hey, he to the Future. He sold the
2: box. He sold the
1: box. I, I, had a box that one came in, and there's a story behind that that might come out fully someday. <laughs> but it's still folded up at the house that needs to be shopped. So, Jeff, did you? Was, uh, uh there's a I want here. it. <laughs> hey,
2: Brent. Hey, Brent. Patrick's, Patrick needs to weigh in on that Patrick topic. needs to weigh in on the topic. Yes, yeah, so okay. he, he has breaking news on the box saga. Okay. okay.
5: Yeah, so, uh, so, yeah, so this is so. this is great. This is great. It's not really breaking news except that there was discussion about it on Pinside.
1: You're kidding! Your box, yeah, there was a discussion about mm-hmm. already.
5: There's a thread on pinside. No, it was in the Ar- Louisville Arcade thread. Oh, but was yeah, it? Yeah, It was brought up. There's a box there. What, you know what's in that? You oh, know, that's awesome! Are like it's empty. What? You know, <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> we're
1: gonna it's, we're gonna have to make sure we get a picture of this, Whitney, and get it on the Facebook page. And for anybody that's listening or may catch this and want to go back and check it out, what we're talking about is a Data East box. From a Back to the Future pinball from back in the day, I happened to it's acquire the box. Maybe a couple others, maybe not. And we had it set up in our booth, and uh, it's garnered a little bit of attention. It has, because I mean, because that thing is mint, baby. That box is beautiful. <laughs> it box is. is awesome. It is. And what's in it? Yes, it's choice.
5: <laughs> hey, it's it's collector's quality. It's, it is. Yeah, anyone would love to have it. <laughs> oh my gosh! A lion man jump out of it. Now you sold that box for good money, am I
1: right? Uh, some cardboard. Someone desired the box more than I did. Yes, and
5: there was there was an offer made and an offer accepted. <laughs> I always think about the only thing I've heard that's even close to that is people paying enormous dollars for the original box for like Apple Macintosh yep. and things like yeah, that.
7: Twenty six hundred the
1: same way. Yeah. Well, you know, On R- one of the one of the console guys likened it to. And I used to collect consoles. I don't know why this didn't occur to me, but in the box in the, is worth more money. And or mm-hmm. having a box. Yeah. And yep. then the packing materials is worth more. And then even today, some of the stuff that we just used to throw away, some of the basic documentation or some of the you know, like Atari used to pack in the little the, the sales literature disguised as comic books, those are all being sought out now. So now, had you taken Novus to that box? Novus 3 at all? <laughs> no. It, I mean, it no, looked, it looked that great. Was, that was Warehouse Fine Fresh. It, it was
2: not shopped at
1: all. It was not shopped out, yeah. no. There I mean, a little
2: bondo work. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
5: saying,
1: Jet, well, boys, you have talking to the mic. All the mics are on this side of the room. just
4: the way it goes. In toy collecting, there's that whole NRFB, never removed from box. Oh, yeah. what, what do you call it when it's the box? <laughs> I'll
1: tell you what. You call it profit for Brent. That's what you call it. <laughs> I'm, wait, wait, yeah. Now, I got I want to bring Christine to this. Were you surprised that someone was interested in just the box from a machine? Talking Talking to
0: the mic. I'm gonna hold it so close I have mixed feelings about that I would like to say yes I am surprised but I'm kind of not because I would tend to be more of that person that would want the box <laughs> so <laughs> I can't really say too much about that
1: so you're calling yourself out's what you're doing
0: alright
2: All
1: right, enough box talk <laughs>
2: Well, we see we did ratchet straps on episode two, okay, and we progressed to the pinball box on this episode. We're doing good. Man. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we're doing good. Now, seriously, so what? So what games? What games have you guys wanted to see but you've never found? So Jeff, you were getting ready to answer that question.
6: Yeah, but the box was really interesting, by the way. This is where this is where I hate when people get on podcasts and they don't tell you how much they got for it because that's going be, to be that pin site conversation. Said,
1: I, I, you are in the room with the individual that will set the market rate for pinball boxes.
6: <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, and uh, I could go back to pin after thirty five hundred posts on that thread and say I was there when that was only um, a <laughs> hundred. What I was looking for, going back to the question, trying to get back on subject here for you guys. Uh, um, I was hoping to play Walking Dead. I hadn't got, I haven't had a chance to play that, and I didn't oh, okay. get to go to Expo. So I was looking forward to that. It you was know, cool to see WrestleMania.
1: I am kind of surprised uh, there wasn't a Walking Dead. But
6: I, I was really hoping to see Walking Dead. And that's kind of, when I left, as we're driving down, that was we kind of had the same question in the car. And that was, that was what I was looking
2: forward to. So
6: have you played it before? I have not, and I just started watching the show, and that's why I'm like, I think I just started season four in the whole. Uh, hurry up and go through all the back catalog, so I'm starting to get some of the references in it. So I thought it'd be pretty cool to play and play now.
2: But you'll take the this way. Yeah. So if, if you guys played Walking Dead, Patrick, if you played it, or Sean, if you played it, Sharon, you've played it. Okay, um, just real quick before I pass the microphone around. One thing that has always impressed me about Walking Dead every time that I've played it is when you launch the ball, the light show that just emanates from that play field is, is almost like no other title I've ever seen. I mean, it will literally light up a room, but uh, it's, it's a great pin. So, so what, what have you guys been looking for that you haven't found yet?
4: just real quick on Walking Dead the only we've got uh, there's a limited edition at uh, Pinball Wizard she also has the LE for Star Trek and if you want to talk about a light show the Star Trek LE all LED all different colors and it's also got this like uh uh un- unfortunately folks there's there's this funky little light show folks that are here at the show will kind of recognize there's a there's a light show going on the back wall it's like these little tiny dots of light and there's a multi-ball mode in the le that activates this light show of these like lights pinprick lights that get shot out and moved around uh, a la disco out onto the playfield so the, the light show is crazy in star trek side
6: rails too yeah the back box yeah. Nobody can hear you, Jeff. <laughs> I'm talking to him. <laughs> and
4: I, suppose, I suppose if we're going to talk about things that we didn't get a chance to see and i have already given Brent a hard time about something, yeah. I can say that it was very unfortunate. And I understand it's been discussed on the podcast already, but that Project ZK did not make it to fruition for yeah. the 2015 Louisville Arcade yeah. Expo. It,
2: the whole thing about that and, is that, You get started on a project, and then here we are, you know, just slamming things to get you know the episodes out and everything like that and then you know i wind up traveling for work and you just have no time my problem is is that i suffer from a personality disorder called ocd and so i I can't i can't finish a game fast just to finish you know so if it takes another three or four months that's just what it's going to take but i will say this it'll kick ass when i'm done with it and that and that baby will that baby will shine and it You know, there's a lot of good-looking zookeepers out there. I want mine to be one of them as well. But yeah, it'll make its appearance, trust me. It's a good base to start from. I was fortunate to be able to buy on condition with that, and so I've got a a good base to go with. You didn't have a good base.
3: (laughs) True. I made a good base. Yes, I made a good base. I made a good base. All right. This question is a game that I wanted to see at the show here. Uh, I guess well for me personally the main game I wanted to see was probably Defender but there was a Stargate Defender there today so yeah. I played yesterday probably about three and a half hours and then today about two and a half hours so. whoa
2: whoa 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 whoa, whoa. Uh, repeat that you played today for three and a half hours I
3: really did like I've got a cut on my finger from playing the uh, playing that game so long dude so.
2: what Brent, what are we doing wrong because we go everywhere and we play nothing. Well, we're, we're a little busy
6: at these shows. <laughs> He's that guy that the line's behind saying, yeah.
3: you're not supposed well, to continue. After. After every time I've lost, I turn around to make sure no one's behind me. And if no one's behind me, I hit start again and get the next game rolling. You know,
2: so. I, I very seldom see but. defenders anywhere. It's almost like all of them are dogged up,
3: ate up, trashed. That's and, true.
2: And you don't well, see very many nice uh, very many nice examples of them out
3: there. I've actually been looking for a defender for probably a year and a half. That was one of the very first games that I really wanted to add. I mean, I have a little tiny collection, but that was the first game I really wanted hardcore and I've just, ne- I, you know, what was that one at that auction? The, the one we saw at the auction in Nashville sold totally broken for three hundred and thirty dollars. A defender, working. yeah, defender, not working, three hundred and thirty dollars. I man, was like, man, y- y- that's a lot of money for a non-working game. You that's know, kind uh, of eventually, average game. You know, you know so.
2: eventually, I'll get a defender going. I've got like five of them in in oh, my. You- in okay, my, in, right, yeah, right. I do. I've got like five of them in my owl building. I, like right. uh, like two or three of them I paid 50 bucks a piece for. Okay. You know? But it's going
1: oh to take, take three of them to make one Wh- of them. Whitney's setting the market price on, on,
2: <laughs> uh, yes, on yes. clapped <laughs> out defenders. Yeah. And, and, and every defender comes right. packed in a pinball box. Yeah. That's how it goes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, oh, but it's going to take me three of the defenders that I've got to make one working to one, right? make a good yeah. clean yeah. one. Yeah, right. because every part every, there's different parts of each one of them. Right. That are that are throwaway, you right, know. Right, so,
3: yeah, yeah. It's a D- Defender is such a it's such a beautiful game, and well, what, what I've learned in the last year, I've mastered Joust. I bought an original Joust, a dedicated Joust. I've mastered Joust. Uh, nice. I've been playing Robotron a lot, which, unbeknownst to me, I have a Multi Williams. Um, it's not the what is it nineteen in one, or um, I'm trying to think. Well, the one I have is it's an emulated one, and uh, unbeknownst to me, I got on a real machine and I didn't know. You know the difference between emulated and the real machine and the real machine it was like third game i had a million point game and i was like I, i've done it oh my god it, it was it was the best day ever but i'm slowly i want to acquire all the like main williams games you know like i for some reason to me the williams games are just they're just awesome every one of them you know so and defender is like top of my list so so we'll see if we get it one of these days <laughs> yeah <laughs>
4: So I did actually think of something. There's a game that Sharon and I don't get to play too often, but that we love, and that I wish I saw at more shows. Is Make Tracks? Or I guess it was also released this Crush Roller. It's a, a, a maze game. You know, when a lot, you know, after Pac-Man came out, there was a glut of maze games. And you know, for those that haven't played, you know, you play as a paintbrush, repainting the maze, and you have like fish chasing you, and a cat comes out makes paw prints on it. But it's like. It's just, like, really fun. And I'm like, man, I wish I saw this game more often because I'd love to play it more.
8: Yeah,
4: yeah, Yeah. Uh, I
7: really wanted to see that Zookeeper, too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just glad I got a chance to have it at my house for a few months. But um, I guess I really wanted to see WrestleMania only because, you know, I'm so spoiled at Flippers because he gets just about every brand-new Stern, L.E., whatever. But for some reason, this one he just held back on. I know he's... Uh, trying to get the Hobbit stuff like that, so um, I don't know. I really wanted to play it, and then that was the only paid machine here. It was a, a buck a game, so I played it. But two I or think three all that went to
1: charity, didn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah.
7: I mean, I'm not. I'm just saying it's
1: – Well, there's there's a sign on the side of the head, and I think all the all the money went goes to whatever charity that you know the event is is donating to this year.
7: Okay. Yeah. Um, other than that, I what I really look for in shows is. Um, like, when I went to the Papa facility in Pittsburgh, I was just blown away by how much um, stuff that's modern is taking taken directly from old EMs that I never even knew existed. And today, coincidentally, I saw a 1950 knockout come through the door, which um, has a the same rubber fighting ring that WrestleMania has, and I was just like holy crap, man, this is really amazing. You know, Trudeau must have got the inspiration. And then I was talking to Brent about it, and he's like, oh, yeah, that was all over Pinside, like, months ago. David. <laughs> I'm like, yeah,
1: I think you know, someone what? had one new in a box. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm
7: behind the times, behind the Pinside times.
1: Now, the one on the knockout, though, unfortunately, when I saw it, the game wasn't running. But it looked to me like you couldn't get the ball. Well, you weren't supposed to get the ball in the ring because there was actually little, little animated yeah. figures in the ring that would fight. Sort of so, like the rock 'em sock 'em. Robots. Yeah, kind of like a rock 'em sock 'em I robot till they, til they the look articulated.
7: They, like they hit each other. So, until.
1: yeah, apparently, yeah, you did something from the outside, or you hit another target, and then they would act within yeah. the ring, and then the yeah. rubbers actually kept you out of the ring. Right. So. But it was beautiful.
7: I bet a ton of air balls got stuck in that ring I can only the back in the day.
1: And the, the guys looked a little frail. So, yeah, I can imagine a pinball would take those things out in a heartbeat. <laughs>
7: yeah.
1: There's nothing that comes to mind that I would have liked to have seen. I mean, you all brought it up. I would have liked to have, there was a Back to the Future pinball here last year. And, I mean, I've got one now. It's folded up, needs to be gone through, like I mentioned – i'd i'd li- would have liked to have played a little bit more i know it's not a super deep game to me even not having michael j fox on it it's kind of a theme thing for me that's one of those
7: that's a pin i've never played before too so I've, that would have been great it, if you could have got it here yeah well maybe <laughs> maybe next year you know zookeeper you need to bring it down to southern friday
1: <laughs> well you know maybe maybe the back side of the booth next year will be a zookeeper like whitney said in a back to the future we'll have them all lined up there you
7: go <laughs>
1: No one, w- no one. No one can hear. <laughs> Whitney said the. Whitney said they'll be the two prettiest machines here.
6: <laughs>
1: oh, is anybody else have any other questions? Here, look, you Whitney. Yeah.
6: No.
1: Thank you, sir.
2: I think for me, uh, one of the games that I, I have been after for so long for my collection is a bump and jump. And, and I never see a bump and jump anywhere, okay? Um, Satan's Hollow would probably be my second one. I love I to play that game. What's that? I said
7: I know where there's one of those. Yeah, they're they're
2: hard to find. They're hard to find. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but out in the wild, you just don't see Bump and Jump like hardly at all. Television. Yes. Yeah. It's such a fun game. Such a fun game. But you just don't see it out anywhere. And I, I've I've not seen it uh, at any expo I've ever been to. So that, that would probably be that'd probably be it, it for me. Bump and Jump, I would say. So with all of everything that we've seen, you know, Rally X. Oh, somebody just mentioned Rally X. Really? So, okay, hang tight for one second. I'm going to pass this
4: over to you. Rally X, what is your high score? Oh, I don't know. I think the wife's got me beat, though, whatever it is. We played on – but Fun Spot's got both a stand-up and a cocktail. And cocktail, And the last time we were up there, we played a cocktail, and you smoked me i don't even remember <laughs> i don't remember
1: i <laughs>
2: don't how about
4: your score sean you. Sean, what's your score I, honestly i don't remember that's i think i can make it i can't i don't i can't really make it that far third or
1: fourth stage maybe
6: fifth yeah. stage so
1: yeah you know um before i forget jeff are you going to be in town through tomorrow through sunday
6: In the morning.
1: okay do you ever come down in louisville you come down sometimes. And the reason I, I mention that is Zanzibar, which is a local arcade slash bar slash restaurant, they actually have on location, playable game. They've got a, a Walking Dead LE.
6: Yeah, I saw some uh, Facebook posts about... a. Uh Yep. The, unvi- the, the box opening party or yeah that they oh the,
1: they held on to the box
6: yeah they're, they're <laughs> oh yeah they kept the box is that going to be in the booth next year I,
1: it may we, well it may very well be Showtime. <laughs> <laughs> it's all they held on they held on the box but Sean said hashtag show title but yeah if you you know if you're down in Louisville We've talked about it on the show. Stop into Zanzibar. They're over by the University of Louisville. You know, they're easy, I think it's Zanzibar.com. They're easy to find in Google. The food is great, and they've got a lot of nice pins and videos to play. So if you want to the play people. Walking Dead and you're down here, you're going to play in L.E. on
6: location. I've wanted to go there sometime anyway. That's a pretty, pretty neat. place. Oh yeah, it's, defi- it's definitely worth checking out.
1: Yeah. Definitely worth checking out. And, you know, a lot of the games, Ant's, uh, Ant's Wedding is him and his brother own, own the – Owns Ants Bar. I'll spit it out here in a minute, and they're a big contributor to the show. I mean, they're they're really into the the community. A lot of the games that they, he'll have there. He, you know he's kind of got a side room where he can rotate games in and out, and he'll bring his games to Expo every year. And I think they brought they brought in like three truckloads
6: this year. Yeah, they had a lot last year too. I remember
1: Ants. I don't know if you're listening,
6: but you know we appreciate it, partner.
1: <laughs> he, bring, he brings a lot to the show.
2: Wait, say yeah, ants. Yeah, I know nobody can hear me. I got it now. No, ants. This, t-
1: this two-mic thing is not working. It, 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 yeah,
2: we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to devise a daisy-chain scenario for next year. Yeah, a
1: exa- conference
2: phone. Yeah, a room system or something. No, but ants. Ants makes a lot of arcade of Louisville Arcade Expo happen. There's no doubt because he he hops in a truck and he drives around to a lot of people's houses and he pulls a lot of games. So yeah, he definitely helps to make
6: it happen.
1: So, you know, everyone that's 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 traveled in, I said, Jeff, was this your first year? Second year. Second year, and I know, Patrick, this is your first to come down. Uh, Preston made it down last year, and it's definitely, you know, Shea's your first. And third time in Louisville. Third time in Louisville, David, first time to the show. And, Chris, you live here. We're close enough, so it doesn't count. Yeah. Just overall impression of the show. You know, if you've you travel traveled around, out? you've got other shows to compare to.
6: I really like it. I had a good time. Um, last year was the first year I, I came, and it was – a lot bigger last year not a lot bigger but it was bigger last year because of the weather i think kind of dampened things a little bit this year but um no had a great time a lot of games to play never had any time that i couldn't find a game i wanted to play without a big line i think i hung out and talked to you guys and everybody else so much more than i actually played anyway but um i had a, had a great time with that so brought some more people down with me this year and just we we've also had a lot of fun. I I've actually personally been surprised on the video side. It seems like a better selection of games, a better quality does, games than yeah. there this year. Last yeah. year there were a lot of games, but a lot of I'm not a JAMA guy. Yeah, um, yeah, and so there's a lot of classics I, this year. Yeah, a lot of really yeah. good classics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so to turn. Uh, <laughs> To To turn Whitney's question back around, uh, instead of what I was disappointed to see, the ones I was surprised to see this year, I was really excited to see Crazy Climber dedicated, so I've been playing a lot of that. I actually got I have blisters on each of my middle fingers from the way I was holding those stupid little joysticks. Oh, man. But um, I was having fun with that. And we've,
1: we've got game-related injuries in here. Who's,
6: yeah, it's great. It's great. Who
1: says that arcade and video video yeah. gaming is not a sport? Who says
6: that? And, and yeah. the other one, of all the goofy uh, ones that we uh, we've been playing a lot, we've been kind of uh, challenging each other, the guys that came down with me, been challenging each, challenging each other to play this Pitfall 2 game, <laughs> and to see how far we can uh-huh. get, and you know, it's it's a memorize the levels and so on, but it was a blast, that was a really neat game, and I haven't seen that since Aladdin's Castle back in the 80s, when they had it for a week before they got rid of it, because nobody played it, right. but it was a neat game, and, and it was, you know, and, and tie it back to the David Crane thing, it was kind of cool, kind of cool, cool tie-in. Yeah, I
2: heard a couple of people uh, walk up to David Crane and start talking to him about Pitfall too, and he was like, uh, "You know," <laughs> but still, it, it's interesting what people associate you know him with and everything. So, I, I, I will say this: the David Crane seminar. It's probably been one of the highlights of the past five years of, of coming to this expo. Um, I mean, and we've we've had we've had a lot of good people at this expo, and we've had Roger Sharp, we've had John Trudeau. I mean, it's the li- the list kind of goes on and on. Skip B's been here, and all great stuff. It was just really cool to to just get into console classic you, console stuff just an activision fanboy. I, I you know you're a closet i, I activision truly am I, I'm, boy.
1: I'm as much activision fanboy as i am nintendo fanboy. you know i joke about that we talked about that earlier on the earlier show tonight yep when we do this next year we need to have the cosplayer people in here we need to have the console player people in here we should expand a little bit just like a yeah. special once
2: a year for <laughs> yeah. expo yeah it, it would it would be pretty sweet it would be pretty sweet <laughs> Yeah, so so who so who all made it to the David Crane uh, seminar? Did, is it, okay, so you got one, two, three, four. Okay, cool. So just real quick, I'm gonna pass this around. What did you guys think of that seminar?
5: I thought it was really interesting. It was really technical in the beginning. It was so amazing what links they had to go to to make things work on that really limited hardware on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, and uh, it's, it's so. They had to be so creative with what they were doing, and I, I I thought that was, you know, one of the neatest things uh, about that. I grew up idolizing this guy, really, like you did, right? You know, my understanding is
2: (laughs) 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 Jeff said not like Whitney. My,
5: my understanding is that game developers at Atari, where where David was, Atari would not let they wouldn't give him any credit, and. So then he broke out, and Activision. All of a sudden, you see David Crane's, yeah. you know, game. Alan Whitehead. Yes. Yeah. All, right. all, Sid- the guys. all yeah. yeah. And um, who was the guy that made uh, pinball construction set? Do you remember that? Do you remember that? No, I, don't. I don't remember the guy's name, but there was a name there too. So he was really the one of the innovators of of that. And you can see, I don't know what game was up there while he was talking. They had some of his games up on a track mode, and and it was like you know, he was. His name was right up there in the front. And I, I applaud him for that.
4: Yeah. There was a, they had a, a Boy in His Blob, yeah. Pitfall, and Ghostbusters up on yeah. there. So it was, I, I was kind of sitting in front of the, the Boy in His Blob, yeah. and I saw that. it was like, David Crane, yeah. it's A Boy in His Blob.
2: Well, it, I, I think the guy's... I think the guys deserve that recognition after everything that they had gone through and built an industry and then had absolutely zero
6: credit for it
2: you know so I they, they were getting their comeuppance there's no doubt yep.
6: well compare that to uh, pinball nowadays and these guys are celebrities going to the all the expos and everything Definitely. else you know this machine's a Steve Ritchie machine this is a John Trudeau machine you know you don't think twice about it now the guys are the uh, companies like Stern are looking to see what names they could put on the machine, and saving the good ones for Steve Ritchie, of course, or whatever. Um, but that's so different than you're not as you're not worth any more than the guy putting the labels on the cartridge.
1: And if you notice, Jeff, that you don't hear about who designed the video games, because I mean, even the pinball side of the house, when the companies like you know, early Gottlieb and Game Plan, and you know, the folks they, Chicago Coin. I don't know if Chicago Coin even did pinball. I know they did a lot of coin op. Regardless. Yeah, a lot of a lot of EM coin ops. Okay, yeah, they were cranking the games out, and then you finally kind of broke over. I guess in your late EM, early solid state, where maybe designers were kind of being tacked to games, and and maybe I've even got that wrong. I'm even thinking of it from a modern perspective, where you can look them up on Side or. Uh, 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 IPDB and say okay well this person designed this game no one knew that I guess thinking back in in the 80s and even early 90s today to bring that forward none of that's even come out on the video game side I mean you know a couple of the names you know Chris on on the Williams side you know some of those programmers and you know some of the Eugene Eugene Jarvis Jarvis, yeah Patrick just said yeah you know some of the Nintendo stuff who knows who programmed Phoenix Phoenix isn't known like Pac-Man. It isn't known like Donkey Kong, but it's a strong title. I don't know who programmed Phoenix, you know. So it's just – that's that kind of surprises me that, that that hasn't come about as of yet.
6: Well, they even – in pinball, they give credit for the people to do the art as well, you know, which is a very important part of it and a huge part of the, the game. Um, and the coding of the – on the dmds you'll see lyman sheets name come across in the credits when those are rolling through during a track mode and uh yeah you don't see any of that in the video game stuff of course some of the video game teams are 400 people you know some of the ones now like call of duty and so on
7: i had no idea who he was and same with when i was down in southern fried this past year Um, but that was so interesting to me to learn about that but Talk about technical, man. I mean, I, I'm working a pretty technical field, and I literally felt like I was on a training assignment or something waiting yeah. for a test at the end. I mean, yeah. bits and bites and repetitive, you know. I was just like,
2: wow Yeah, I mean, that, but that really added a lot to, to oh, the overall yeah. presentation because I, I think he was – he, he was constantly dialing it back a little bit and then pushing it forward, then dialing it back just based upon yeah. what I, I think he thought the audience was able to or was willing to to absorb, but yeah, he I was just, uh, I was just hoping that he would just keep on going and keep on going because we just don't really get an opportunity to sit and listen to a guy like that every day.
7: Yeah, yeah, I like the story part, too, when he was talking about E.T. and you know, sort of behind the scenes of what really went on and stuff. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, most certainly, most certainly.
2: So Brent, we've just had we've just had Miss Phoebe Smith walk in the room. everybody say hi Phoebe. Hi Phoebe
1: Phoebe, I know you listen to the show and there is and we a, thank you for that. Well she's well how many people one, two three four you're like like your listener. eight. I mean you're it. <laughs> There's a very special shout out for you in the last episode. And I'll just leave it lay, and you can find it. Hopefully you'll enjoy it, <laughs> <laughs> but for something, something nice for you and Larry. Patrick said we've got to scan no, for eight and, hours. And, well, the show we just recorded today, oh. or tonight. So it's, it's yet to be published, but you know, make sure you listen. There's a little something in there for you. And Phoebe has just returned from a, a, a wonderful dinner, an anniversary dinner with her husband. And uh, had bus she had to bust her own table. They can't hear you, Phoebe. <laughs> I'm just relaying the story. You had to had your own table in a, in, a, in, a, in a dress and heels. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, what? One, one of the guys that was with us One, one of the guys. Oh, okay. So at least some, you took someone with you on your anniversary dinner? There was eight of
8: us. Eight of you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well. We, we stood at the door for half an hold, hour. Uh, hold on. <laughs> we stood at the door for half an hour waiting for a table and they never came over and like took your name or anything. It was just kind of like, if a table opens up, you gotta grab it. So we ran over and grabbed the table, but it still had everything on it from the last people. So we bust our own table. Yeah. And then we were sitting there for like 20 minutes and nobody came over to take our order or anything. And I was like, I'm just gonna go up to the bar and tell them I need a pad of paper and I'll take our orders. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh wow! True. We're gonna we're gonna find out where that was and not go there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think you said boombaz earlier, didn't you? Well, uh, I mean. it was was it a boombaz? No. It was no. Oh, it was. Oh. oh.
2: Yeah, we ate there last it night, and it was loud. Oh, it was if loud. There's, if
1: there's anyone from boss yes, that listening, is listening, it was not Boom boss yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you I Otherwise, what. hate mail to Whitney yes. at Brokentoken.com. Yeah. And you know what?
2: I'm going to go ahead and take it because, Jeff, we didn't have that great of an experience there last night, did we? So, you know some. So you know something this podcast tries very hard to to not endorse anyone specifically but i'm gonna go ahead and say nah, i didn't have that good of a time
6: <laughs> yeah i was really disappointed that wicks was uh wicks was closed and they had a new yeah. new bar
2: yeah i the pizza was good it's just a shame that they folded
6: yeah we had a we had a big table we, we had to get a table for i think 13 people last night it's, it's late after the uh after your podcast and um so there's a live band playing down there and the tables they pointed us to to get together and were the ones right in front of the speakers right by the guitar amp and it was it was it was rough
2: <laughs> yes it was it was definitely rough <laughs> yeah there, there's no doubt about it so so guys you know have, have you all found anything from a buy sell perspective that was really worth taking home uh, patrick raises his hand what you got man
5: so, I didn't buy anything, but the deal that I saw there was a Who It, which I thought was priced right. It was a very nice shape, fun game, reasonably priced. I was surprised it lasted that long. You got something to say, Phoebe?
8: Uh, that solar fire that was down there that was like yep. never turned on? Yep. <laughs> I think they had... I think it had 850 on yep. it to start with, but a friend of a friend of ours came down and was asking me. She was like, "Do you have a pinball cart?" And I was like, "No, we have a dolly. If you're gonna break yeah. it down." And she says, "Well, we're gonna break it down." And I was like, "What did you buy?" And she says, "I bought the Solar Fire." And I was like, "Okay, really? What did you pay for it?" <laughs> <laughs> did it work? Yeah.
3: Wow. No. No.
8: Oh. Which, the, the plate field was really nice. Yeah, it uh, was. cabinet and the back glass. And I told her, I was like, well, the back glass actually doesn't, it's not as bad as mine was when I first got it. Mm-hmm. So.
5: <laughs> well, I, I noticed that uh, who done it, which was right next to the solar fire, was, uh, I looked at it tonight, and the for sale sign was gone, so it didn't last long.
2: Yeah. Well, it,
5: funny that you mentioned the whodunit because I know the guy who owned it and the guy who sold it and
2: so he's a friend of mine friend of the show he lives here in town and he, he had it priced right and he had it priced
7: to move yeah no doubt I I got strict orders from my father-in-law I said I got strict orders from my father-in-law to not put a game in that RV after bringing the zookeeper to Louisville a couple months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, that the RV was a trip because I didn't know what to expect. And when you pulled in, and I thought, okay, well, it's in the back. You know, the back doors open up. You open the side door, and it was standing up right behind the, the captain's seats that are looking out the front windshield. And I'm like... Okay, it fits, and it just sat right there, just perfect for the whole trip. The
7: whole way. <laughs> no. <I'm- laughs>
1: they had an inverter, and we're playing it the whole way down.
4: I, uh, I tried not to look at prices, especially we did not bring a, a vehicle that capable of bringing something home, but, <laughs> but uh, we had a very interesting, uh, uh, I guess the, the lesson for folks that want to do that is if you see a game and the price is right you don't wait around you don't think about it because the southern fry game room expo we didn't we flew in and didn't have a vehicle either there's a xenon which the wife and i both really enjoy playfield was a little warm but the but not too bad and the game played great 500 bucks jonathan leung finally talked me into it went back game was sold
6: (laughs) i Uh, I had a game i too too. Wow.
4: Yeah, I saw
7: in the um yeah at Southern. The money 5, was right on the that swap meet that morning, Saturday morning. There was a game I'd never seen before never even heard of before called Spookville. It was a stand-up, sort of like Varkon type of. There was two joysticks, and it had some type of a, like a crane um, that delivered the ball to the play field, and it was in a mirror. And uh, I sent pictures to Charlie because I was like, man, have you ever seen this before? You know, he's like, no, it was like 400 bucks. And there was a guy, David Shields from Flippers, uh, had a trailer. And he's like, dude, if you want to buy it, just throw it in my trailer. I'll, I'll trail it home for you. I'm like, I wafted on it and just said no. And then it was gone. Bye, Phoebe. Thanks.
2: Well, guys, I tell you what—we have uh, pretty much—we're uh, right up against the ceiling of the uh, of the happy hour time limit here. So that we that we set ourselves out for, so uh, we're yeah. actually
1: going to limit our time. Which, yeah. just, gosh, it hurts my soul. <laughs> it's really. turning over a new leaf
2: for us, isn't it, Brent? But no, we want to thank all you guys for uh, you know for taking the time and stopping in. We we hope it was fun for you. It's it's neat to sit and talk like this and just you know just kind of uh, let let the ideas and the conversation flow. So it's nice, yeah, to do it Thank you guys. In an
1: informal manner, but we're gonna have to work out the mic stuff next time.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think what we'll wind up doing is daisy chaining a couple recorders together, <laughs> and then that, <laughs> we'll that way we can have yeah we can have some some. Uh, some mic rotation going on but you know still though even though it was a little bit of a challenge it was cool about it you know so it, w- it was neat it made it fun
1: no so, I, i'm yeah just, thank you guys I, i'm just yeah i'm just kidding it was it was awesome yeah and we really appreciate you all showing up and coming down and spending a little time with us and yeah everybody in this room uh save for well even whitney I, i'm the closest one to the venue yeah, And, you know, and then the farthest away is the O'Shea's at, at 13 and a half hours. Yeah. And everyone else here is scattered in between. So from all points of the map, we yeah. really appreciate it.
2: Well, I think the only way, the only fitting way to close out this show is everybody do their best Kentucky firepower that they've oh, got. All Lord. right. All right. Three, two, one. Firepower.
0: firepower. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, you made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Maybe next episode, they'll actually listen to me for a change. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with, but I know their moms would be so proud. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast at brokentoken.com. You can also call us at four seven zero two call bt That's 470-222-5528. And leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broken Token and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Broken Token. Britt and Whitney are always posting content between the official episodes and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find our podcast on the iTunes store and on Stitcher Radio. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review on the iTunes store and on our Stitcher Radio page as the reviews help out the show. Please visit our website at brokentoken.com. For articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. Once again, thanks for listening.
1: The Broken Token Podcast would like to thank the only person on staff who has actual vocal talent, Miss Christy Lidsey. And that's me. Music for the Broken Token Podcast, graciously provided by Hayseed Dixie. Head over to their website at www.hayseed-dixie.com for videos, tour dates, merchandise, and to purchase music.
0: Oh my gosh, I can come and violate people's eardrums.